0: News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by CUNIS Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's CUNIS Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by... Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark Sencha. Alright, All right. Wh- I mean, what a... I don't even know where to begin. Uh, As always, uh, I will try to begin with this. As always, uh, thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning as we broadcast live here in America's hometown of Hannibal. Beautiful uh, downtown morning here in Hannibal. Shout out to the Hannibal Pirates. They dominated last night, Warrington, 76-6, something like that. (laughs) That's what we like to call a high school football beatdown. Uh tough loss for the Palmyra Panthers. Uh, I believe Monroe City won last night, if I was checking my scores correctly this morning. Uh, Brown County in uh, Illinois today, out in Mount Sterling. They got a game, as well as uh, someone else out there. I, I can't remember. But uh, incredible high school football win for uh for the hannibal pirates last night uh, a lot to get to on the show today um i was just telling the facebook live audience and thank you always for joining us on facebook live if you want to join us ever on facebook live and you're one of our radio listeners or you listen on the app or maybe in the podcast just search on the mark k Chimo on facebook as always follow me on twitter and instagram at mark hespin so we will get to the aaron Rodgers drama I have strong thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. I have strong thoughts on Odell Beckham Jr. We'll get to that Hespin headline, too, after the first break. College football playoff stuff, I will get to all of that and the, and the look ahead to the college football weekend here coming on up uh, after the second break of the show. Then the wrap up show, some World Series thoughts really quickly, some stuff on the NASCAR championship. And if I have time, uh, just a quick thought on on the Henry Ruggs situation, which I think um is just gotten obviously buried because of all the other headlines in the NFL with the Von Miller trade and Oda Beckham Jr. And, and Aaron Rodgers. So let's just start. Go through every game here, week nine of the NFL season. I can't believe we're halfway through the regular season, but let's get to it. Let's go through every game. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, so let's just dive into it. Browns at the Bengals. Bengals are two-and-a-half-point favorite host of the Browns. I love the Bengals in this game. I mean, the Bengals should not have lost to the Jets. A boo on the Bengals for losing to the Jets. That was uh, quite embarrassing, to be honest. And uh, it's just not a great look for them uh, to lose that game. But I think this is the type of thing that they bounce back really well against a Browns team that I think will come out looking strong, looking trying to be united around Baker Mayfield, and, and obviously the drama with Odell Beckham Jr., which we'll get to here in just a little bit. But I think just as a football team right now, the Bengals are a better football team. Their quarterback is playing at an elite level compared to the Browns quarterback, who's uh, banged up. And, and Baker's not 100% healthy. He's not playing well. I like the Bengals in this game to take care of the Browns. The Browns will fall below 500. The Bengals get right back on track, get to that sixth win, and kind of right the wrongs of that Jets loss uh, last week. I, you know, usually I start, too, with a recap of Thursday football. All i got to say about that Thursday football game, Good win for the Colts. That's one of those you circle it as a fan at the beginning of the season. Like, hey, we should beat the Jets. That's a win for us. And they did that. Uh, And and, uh, to be honest, right now, if you're a Jets fan, what's your level of concern with Zach Wilson? I mean, you got Justin Johnson, uh, Josh Johnson coming on out throwing three tutties in one game when he was the backup to Mike White, who threw a touchdown it was looked insane, and then Zach Wilson's had what four touchdown passes in the in the whole season. I mean, the offense just looks better right now without your second overall pick. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Anyways, I'll uh, move on. I like the Bengals over the Browns, uh, and uh, we'll t- we'll take that. I think they even covered the two and a half. I think it. I don't think this game is particularly close by the end of the fourth quarter. Broncos at Cowboys. If Dak Prescott is playing, love the Cowboys in this game. If he's not, I think it's going to be a lot closer, but all, all signs point to Dak playing. I think the Cowboys will take care of business against the Broncos, who it's going to be very interesting to watch how the Broncos come on out because I think they'll have an emotional lift of like, hey, uh, you know, our our leader, our face of the franchise, Devon Miller, gets traded, uh, but you want to like prove that we're not going into the tank. But overall, the Broncos just aren't nearly as good as the Cowboys right now on the road. I just do not see this, uh, this Broncos offense being able to score with the Cowboys. I'll take the Cowboys. I don't know if they cover the 10. It's a lot of points, but I'll take the Cowboys at home over the Broncos. Texans at Dolphins. This is my toss-up of the week. I have no idea what this game will look like tyrod taylor is the starter he should be now that he's healthy and back for the texans the dolphins are reeling they've lost seven in a row i believe the texans have two i think they won week one as well uh two really bad teams this game is in miami they have tua uh this this is a game that tua has to win and has to look good he's gotta start building more career momentum we've talked about this with tua the idea of of getting this ball, getting this snowball effect of his career going in the right direction, and I think for him right now it has to start with a win at home against the Texans. I'm not betting it. That's why I call it a toss up. It is ugly. I have no idea what to think. I'll slightly favor Miami because they're at home and uh, it's going to be hot in Miami. 80 degrees they say, but a Tyrod Taylor, as we saw early in the season when he was playing. This was a different Texas team. I mean, he looked good, but that was a lot of weeks ago. So we'll see. toss-up, I don't, I don't want to touch it, bet it but I'll, if I you had to make me choose, I think the Dolphins win. Falcons and Saints. This was also my, almost my other toss-up game. Trevor Simeon getting six points at home, a backup quarterback. Listen, I like Trevor Simeon. I think, you know... Uh, Sean Payton's system with a, a smart quarterback like Trevor Simeon, Northwestern kid, accurate quarterback. He doesn't have a great arm, but he's accurate. He's smart. I, I don't think he's turnover prone. But that's a lot of points at home against a Falcons team. Uh, and Matt Ryan, I, ugh, I, I. My gut tells me the Falcons will win this game. This is one of those games that. This is one of those games that we all think the Saints sh- should win. They're at home, play better. They have a better roster, but. This is one of those games where Matt Ryan has played a lot of games in that dome, somehow come out and seek a win. I'm going to take the Falcons in the upset over the Saints. I just don't trust the backup quarterback luck. You're going to get now Taysom Hill playing a lot of snaps as well as he's back at practice healthier. Uh, how does that affect them both? I, I think if the worst thing you can do for a backup quarterback is not let them get in real rhythm. I think this could be a weird-looking game, low-scoring, and I'll take what I know, and I know Matt Ryan's playing this game, and I know he's uh, a former MVP and having a pretty good, a decent season right now, all things considered, even though they're missing Calvin Ridley, and that hurts. I'll take the Falcons' upset the Saints. Raiders at Giants. I don't want to overthink it. The Raiders are playing better football right now. Derek Carr, you know, uh, has been fantastic over the past couple weeks uh, post-Gruden era. The Giants, let's face it, I think offensively they can score and the Raiders' defense isn't anything special – but Daniel Jones plays worse at home than he does on the road, and Daniel Jones is the leading rusher right now for the New York football Giants. That's embarrassing. I'll take the Raiders to t- take care of the Giants on the road. Uh, in a close win, it's it's three points for a reason. I think it'll be a kind of a weird slugfest game, but I think the Raiders will pull away late. Panthers at uh, hosting, excuse me, the Patriots. This is weird. I, it's a weird revenge game, obviously, uh, uh, um, um for the quarterback Stefan Gilmore, who was activated last week and played very well for the Panthers and helping them kind of stop the skid getting back to five hundred. I like the Patriots in this game because I think the uh, the Patriots they know Sam darnold, the coaching staff of Bill Belichick, they know how to game plan against the Sam darnold. I, I, I just think right now Mac Jones is playing very good, solid football. He's not turning the ball over. I think this is a moment where the pan, uh, where the uh, the Patriots keep rolling. I don't think this is too big of a moment. I think it's a close game. I think it's a fascinating game. I'll take the Patriots to take care of the Panthers. Around three points. The line is three and a half. I don't know if they cover. I, I think it's close. I think it's an entertaining game, and it wouldn't shock me if the Panthers win, but my, my gut leans towards Bill Belichick knowing Sam Darnold. Patriots defense playing really, really well, and uh, Mac Jones won't turn the ball over. Bills hosting the, uh, sorry, Bills at the Jags, and this is my uh, lock of the week. I'm going to take the Bills to cover the 14 and a half points. The Jaguars are an absolute disaster right now. They had a 12 men on the field penalty, three of them in the game against the uh, Seahawks. One of them after a timeout and one of them the first play after halftime. I mean they they Urban Meyer has no control of this locker room right now. They're a mess. Josh Allen is playing fantastic football. I think the Bills come in business trip. I think they win by fifteen or more points. I, I could easily see this game being thirty to 13, 30 to ten, and they put a hurting on the Jags. And they score a bunch of points. Maybe the Jags score late to cover. That would only be the the way I see it. But I, I have faith that the Bills will blow out the Jaguars and cover the 14 and a half that is my lock of the week. I'm betting it. Obviously, gamble responsibly. You'll sit on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app, broadcasting live here in our KHMO studios down, downtown Hannibal. Vikings at the Ravens. Love the Ravens in this spot. Don't know if they cover the six. That's a lot of points. Especially a Vikings team that always plays better in non-primetime after a primetime loss. But I still think the Ravens will take care of business pretty easily here. A motivated Ravens team, uh, especially with that loss of the the Bengals to the Jets. Uh, The AFC North wide open for them again to take control as a two-loss team. So give me the Ravens to take care of the Vikings The Vikings are a mess right now. Offensively, and then they're getting into the blame game. Kirk Cousins was so bad in that primetime performance. I'm going to roll with the Vikings to handily take care. Sorry, the Ravens to handily take care of the Vikings. Chargers at Eagles. Eagles played really well against the Lions team, and I doubted them last week. I think this is one of those, the Eagles have been a roller coaster all season long, up and down and up and down. Chargers, have fallen to four and three. We are high in the Chargers. They did not play well last week. I think this is a Brandon Staley over Nick Sirianni head coaching matchup. I love the talent that I have at Justin Herbert to right the ship after having a bad game. I think it's fairly tight. Chargers will pull away late and take care of the Eagles. Certainly will cover the one and a half points. Packers at Chiefs. Obviously, I'm not going to get into the Aaron Rodgers stuff right now. I'll talk about Aaron Rodgers coming on up after the first break. I want to focus on the game. I am fascinated to watch this game. This will be a must-watch game. Everyone was worried about, all the ratings. We haven't gotten rogers versus mahomes because in their first matchup mahomes was injured now in the second matchup rogers is unvaccinated and he's out for covid protocol so we're not going to get rogers versus mahomes in this matchup either but we get jordan love and this whole game is about jordan love right now the whole game is about jordan love if jordan love stinks that gives Aaron Rodgers a ton of leverage. If Jordan Love is phenomenal and or even good and like, "Oh man, that looks good." That gives the Packers a ton of leverage. And here's what I'll say about Jordan Love. I don't want to hear anyone on Twitter giving Jordan Love too much of a leash. Jordan Love was drafted in early 2020. We're at the end of 2021. This kid had all of last season to do what a lot of people claim you should do with rookie quarterbacks, sit him, sit him, sit him, no need to play him. He got preseason snaps last year, a little bit. I mean, training camp stuff, the preseason was canceled last year. He had a whole preseason this year. He had a whole training camp this year. He has had a whole season And more than a half of a season now to be sitting behind one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers, and a head coach that we all think very fondly of in Matt LaFleur and his offensive system. So, obviously, it's different game experience to practice experience. But anyone who's going to play this card of, oh, uh, we need to give it, hey, it's just one game, give this kid a chance, I expect more out of Jordan Love, a first-round pick of a year and a half ago. Because of now the times that's hitting. I don't expect him to be perfect. I don't expect him to be Aaron Rodgers. But if he is 9 of 20 with two interceptions and 115 yards, I'm going to be roasting the kid. Because she had all the time in the world to be getting ready for this moment. To be preparing mentally to know when is your chance to get the, uh, to start a game for the Green Bay Packers. So it's, uh, this is the Jordan Love game. It's going to be fascinating. I think the Chiefs handle the Packers pretty easily. I, I think you're going to see a Packers team without, without Aaron Rodgers that does not look like a playoff team without Aaron Rodgers. I think Jordan Love is going to be exposed, and uh, I can't wait to watch the uh, Chiefs blow out the Packers. Cardinals at Niners. This is an interesting game. The Niners, Jimmy G played really well last week. The Cardinals coming off their first loss to the Packers last Thursday night. The the, the Cardinals remember extra time to prepare. I think the, Card, uh, the, the Niners are going to get the uh, uh, Kittle back, it looks like, this week. I have a feeling... The Cardinals right the ship, and they take care of the Niners. I think it's a close game to three quarters. I think then, though, Jimmy G makes a mistake. Cardinals defense plays better. I like the Cardinals to take care of the Niners on the road. Titans at Rams Sunday night football. What a great Sunday night football game, by the way. Great Sunday night football game. Titans at Rams. I know everyone's down on the Titans right now because they lost Derrick Henry, and that's valid. That's a huge part of their offense. He's He is their offense. And he makes their wide receivers better because you have the threat of Derrick Henry. I, I mean... It's all, it's all real. It's all legitimate. I still think that the Titans are an offensive line that blocks really well for the run game. I think you're going to still see them have an effective run game. I think this game is going to be closer than the seven points. I'll still take the Rams at home to take care of the Titans. I think this game is tight down to the wire, though. Seven points is a lot. If you are going to make me choose, I might take the Titans plus seven, but... I think the Rams, if you're just picking a winner, will win, take care of business at home against the Titans team. Matthew Stafford's on a roll. He plays well in primetime. Another chance for him, I think, to make his MVP case, I think he will. I think he should be the MVP right now, and I think he will win the MVP because of games like uh, Sunday night. I think he'll have a big game, put up big numbers, take care of a, a Titans team that is playing Very good football right now. And Henderson Jr. has been electric for the Rams. Besides the fact that Cooper Cup has been unguardable. Ten touchdown receptions this year. Finally, I haven't talked about it yet. Upset of the week. And there's only one game left. Bears at Steelers. Monday Night Football. I'm taking the Bears to cover this six and a half points as this upset alert over the Steelers. I actually am going to take the Bears to win this game over the Steelers as well. Hear me out. Hear me out. I think the Bears found something with Justin Fields having 100 rushing yards last week. I think they found something with that. This Steelers defense has a lot of bite. They are going to want to rush the passer. I think that the Bears will be able to find ways to get Justin Fields to exploit that. The Bears' screen game was very good last week. They got to keep working on that against a very pass-hungry uh, and, and sack-hungry Steelers defense. It's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be low scoring. I also think, though, this Bears defense will get at a immobile, slow Big Ben. I think you going to see a lot of sacks. I think you going to see quarterbacks under a hurry a lot. But I think you're going to see the young quarterback of Justin Fields making the plays of Big Ben, the old quarterbacks. Not Monday Night Football, spotlight, bright lights, Justin Fields, it's a low scoring game it's an ugly game and the bears win 2017 over the steelers that means i'm also taking the under if that's because the over under 30 39 right now uh that is your week nine nfl preview i like the bears over the steelers i like the rams over the titans i like the cardinals over the niners i like the chiefs take care of the packers chargers over the eagles Ravens over the Vikings, Jags to cover the 14 and a half and blow out the Bills, Patriots to narrowly beat the Panthers in Carolina, Raiders over the Giants, Falcons upset winner over the Saints, I'll take the Dolphins, but that game is ugly as they host the Texans, Cowboys to take care of the Broncos, Bengals to win handily over the Browns. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KMO and the KMO app when we come back. My thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. My thoughts on Oda Beckham Jr. As been Headline 2 is on the way. We're live in local in America's hometown, a Hannibal. It's on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Fever is the lock. 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis on Hyundai. Your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family giving back. That's Cunis on the Hyundai. They're both looking to hire right now. I just talked to the general sales manager, Levi Billman of Cunis Hyundai. He's looking for new employees. So if you're in the market for a new job and you want to work at one of either the two of them were named as to the top 100 uh, dealerships by the Automotive News in the United States to work for Hyundai, I believe, for three years in a row now, they are hiring. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Uh, welcome on back to the show. Obviously now, uh, what most people are leading their shows with Aaron Rodgers talk and Odell Beckham Jr. talk. Obviously, I want to stay to script. I love going through all the games with you. That's I think one of the things that I love most about doing this show. So I want to do that. And now we move on to Hespin Headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, so let's talk about it. Aaron Rodgers. I um I want to break this down in, in in a couple different ways. First and foremost, I want to say this. I a hundred percent. Support the right of people to choose to get vaccinated or not to get vaccinated. I love the country we live in because the country we live in gives you the right to choose and have the freedom of choice in that way. That is what this country is all about. I 100% support his right to not get vaccinated. I do not want to get into the conversation uh, about Aaron Rodgers and what he said yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. If you missed it, He started talking about how he's become best friends with Joe Rogan. He got very into political talk, talking about Trump, talking about Biden. I I don't want to get into any of all that because that's not what this show is about. This show is about what's happening on the field and breaking down the stuff that's happening on the field and not happening on the field in the world of sports. But I will say this, because this is a sports issue. Aaron Rodgers was not truthful, he was not forthcoming, and because he wasn't truthful and not forthcoming, he got to basically, in the public eye, skirt by all the other things that the quarterbacks, like Kirk Cousins, we ripped on him, and and, and Lamar Jackson unvaccinated. All of those people, Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson, have been following the COVID protocol by unvaccinated players wearing the mask in the media pressers, doing all the things that the NFL has made it extra and annoying for them to have to do because they're unvaccinated. Whether you agree with it or not, again, that's not the issue here. I'm not getting into that. I I you know what I mean. If you want my opinion on it, I tend to disagree. I think it's I think it's a little bit ridiculous. I think it's a little silly, but this is what the NFL chose to do as a business. They said if you're unvaccinated. You got to wear the mask on the sideline. You got to wear the mask at the press conference. You got to do all this, 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 and the other. Aaron Rodgers was not 100% honest, used this thesaurus to create other words for us to just kind of forget about it, move on, and assume that he was vaccinated. And also, we assume it because he's showing up to the press conferences unmasked and not following the COVID protocols. So, why I'm getting passionate about this. Is that Aaron Rodgers once again shows that he thinks he can have his cake and eat it too. Why can't why does why does Kirk Cousins have to follow it in Minnesota enforcing the protocols? But Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers think they can just, oh, well, whatever. He's come out on the Pat McAfee show and did say the organization knew, everyone in the locker room knew that he wasn't vaccinated. So again, then the organization isn't making him follow the protocols. This is an issue. The NFL should say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, 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 uh. you're not above the law of our rules I don't care if you think our rules are stupid obviously he does he talked about how at that on the on the Pat McAfee show about his thoughts on the rules and he has every right to feel that way and I don't necessarily disagree with him but again I'm not getting into that what I'm getting with the point I'm trying to make is Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers should be punished for this I, I, I mean, or the NFL has no credibility. This is all a joke. Then, if if I'm if I'm Lamar Jackson, if I'm any of these other unvaccinated players, I'm going to start not following the protocol because if there's not this, if you have a protocol in place, right, I, your work or any other work, say at my work, you know, you say you're a, a teacher, and you and you're and you skirt it and you go unvaccinated, whatever it may be. And then you're all these other teachers who are unvaccinated who are following all the protocols, wearing the mask, social distancing, all that. And you find out so-and-so, just because they won Teacher of the Month like 10 years in a row, 10 months in a row, they don't get to wear the mask. And you find out they're unvaccinated. Wouldn't you just start to say, and they don't get punished. Wouldn't you start to say, hey, wait a minute. Why do I have to do this? The NFL made the rules. Whether you agree with the rules or not, they made them. They made their own. They made their grave. They got. They dug their hole. They got to sleep in it. So you've got to punish Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm sorry. That he, I, I will be – now you're sitting there saying, oh, Mark, you're a Bears fan. You just want to see Aaron Rodgers punish, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. If this was my own quarterback, if this was anyone in my organization, you, you have to just hold yourself to that standard. The NFL has to do it. They have to do it. They have to fine him, punish him, suspension, fine Green Bay. If the Packers knew, and Aaron Rodgers saying they knew – and they didn't make him follow the protocols 100%. Then they, then they, then if then there's, there should be no protocols. Then, then get rid of the. Pro- I'm, I'm one of two ways at this point in time. Either hey, get rid of the protocols and just say, you know what, Aaron's kind of right. This was stupid. This was ridiculous. Let's just all be free and and do whatever you want. Which maybe that's what they should have done in the first place. I don't know. I'm not in charge of decisions. I'm getting paid to have opinions and thoughts on these, and I'm just putting them out there. I don't know what's the right answer. But I'm saying is if you're, if you, the other, the other option is then you've got to, you've got to set some sort of standard of saying Aaron Rodgers broke protocol. We have video evidence of Aaron Rodgers breaking protocol. We have him saying things and he's breaking protocol. And the organization knew, so they have to be fine. He has to be suspended. Something like that has to happen. It just has to happen. I support Aaron Rodgers' right to not get vaccinated a million percent. A million percent. I love this country and that you have the freedom to do that. But he works for a private employer and that employer has standards and they have rules and protocols. He broke those rules and protocols and he was arrogant in doing it. So if the NFL wants to hold any water here, they've got to suspend him. They've got to or fine him. What I don't know what I don't know what the rules are because the NFL has been very vague about this. And again, they've dug their own grave. They dug their own grave with this. So they gotta figure it out. They've got it's on them. It's 100 percent on them for them to figure it out. Uh it's a it's 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 in it's again, it's crazy that we have to have these conversations on sports talk. And Aaron went political. You go look it up for yourself. Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show on November 5th. Watch it. Take whatever you want from it. I, I took that he um is again just displaying his own arrogance. And explain that he thinks he should be above the law and above the rules that the NFL set down, because he disagrees with the rules. That's great. I love that. Aaron Rodgers has every right to feel that way. This is America. But again, if I if my I am and I am on air right now with you, broadcasting for a sixty mile radius in the Quincy Hannibal area. I am sitting right now live in a studio and on Facebook. In front of a, a, a Facebook audience with a microphone given to me. I have the ability to do this because of the great company I work for, Town Square Media. Town Square Media has told me, Mark, you cannot swear on the radio. Now, personally, I may feel in my own apartment, in my own life, that maybe I swear a lot. Maybe I'm a person who disagrees with that and says, you know what? That's bleepity bleep bleep. I, that's bleep. I think that's stupid. I should be able to swear. Freedom of speech. But my company says, hey, we're giving you this platform and we're paying you to do this because we think you can do it, but there are certain things you have to follow in rules. If I break those rules because I think I'm above them or they're stupid rules, there's consequences for those rules. I, that's just, it's black and white. It's black and white. I agree 100%. Aaron Rodgers should have the right to not be vaccinated. This is America. You shouldn't be forced to do anything except for like the, you know, bill of rights. I got my right for you not to kill me. You're going to jail. Okay. Let's be, let's be, let's not, you know, get too into the weeds here, but let's just be honest. He works for a private employer. They had standards like every private employer does and rules. I have to follow the rules and regulations that my company puts down so I can use this platform to talk and have the, have my show. He, he's not above the rules. He broke them, and I and I and I think he's doing himself I, personally now. If you just want football aside, I think he's personally now he's doing himself a lot of damage. If I was in Aaron's camp, I would say you shouldn't have gone to McAfee and said what you said, because I you know when you start saying things basically like I'm personal friends with Joe Rogan, blah 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 blah, and doing all these other things, I just think you're then. You know, you have a State Farm, you have all this money, all these things. I, you, you wanted to be the Jeopardy host. I, you're becoming now political, and I just, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I would want to stay out of that space. But here he is, and, and he's, he's allowed to do whatever he wants. He has the freedom to do it. Personally, if I was advising Aaron Rodgers, I would say, stay out of that space. But again, what does Aaron care about what I think? And he should. He's Aaron Rodgers. But if I, I, I want to say it again. I fully support anyone's right, Aaron Rodgers included, to not get vaccinated. It's America. I support that. He has the freedom to not get vaccinated. I support that, hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. Love this country for us to have the freedom to choose to do that. But he is he, in what he agreed to in his contract in playing NFL quarterback in his job broke the rules that the job set up. Whether you agree with the rules or not. I, again, not the point. He did. And if the NFL does not do anything about it, it'll say a lot about the NFL. All right. Um, I, I want to move on to Odell Beckham Jr. as a part of this conversation as well as you're listening On the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin, Instagram at Mark Hespin. Uh, you can follow the, the show On the Mark KHMO on Facebook as well. All that good stuff. So... um. Odell Beckham Jr. has basically forced his way out of Cleveland. Uh, his dad tweeted out a video. Um, LeBron James, he had his tweeting. Obviously, he's very good friends with LeBron James. Odell Beckham Jr. wanted out of Cleveland. I think he has some problem with Baker Mayfield. There's that 10-minute video that his dad put of all the times that Odell was open and Baker missed him. And I do think Odell Beckham Jr. has a lot to left to play. But And if you're Odell Beckham Jr., and I'm sitting, I'm gonna put myself in Odell Beckham Jr.'s shoes. You're a megastar. Absolute megastar. You're a celebrity. You are an Uber talent who had one of the greatest catches in NFL history and really changed the game ever since that Odell Beckham Jr. catch on Sunday night football against the Cowboys. The one handed catch and the receiver position has exploded. He was the driving force of that new age of receiver, of people wanting to play like Odell Beckham Jr. He's a mega talent. I will say this, though. If I'm Odell Beckham Jr. and I'm sitting there, I get it. I get it. I, I-, I 100% get why you want out of Cleveland. You have very few win- years left in this window, probably two to three years of the, of, of being close to your athletic prime because you're not in your prime anymore, especially after the ACL injury, but close to your prime to try to put together a Hall of Fame resume. And you're now in a organization that's prioritizing r- running the football and with a quarterback who you just can't get on the same page with. So I get wanting to be out. I just think if I'm Odell Beckham Jr., uh, I I think he went about it in a in a way that it worked for him, but I think it also makes it toxic and it makes it it makes it hard for him to be then to kind of you know have his cake and eat it too. You want to go to a good organization with a good quarterback who's going to value you, but now I got to worry as an organization if you have two bad weeks in a row, is your dad going to tweet another video of you ripping my franchise quarterback of all the times that you were open and he didn't throw it to you? Like, that, that's the risk you take of going the way you went to get out of Cleveland. So the question comes up, and one of our Facebook listeners uh, dived into this and, and, and commented, it was like, would you want Odell Beckham Jr. in a team? I think it's very case-by-case. Case. If I have a young quarterback, I don't want him. If I'm the Chargers, the Justin Herbert, I don't want him. If I'm the Bears, I don't want him. If I'm the Jags, I don't want I mean, he's clear – I mean, he he needs a Tom Brady – A Russell Wilson, an Aaron Rodgers, an established veteran, uh, you know, someone who you can't question, who he can see eye-to-eye with and be like, when he's in the huddle, that quarterback can look at him and be like, dude, I get you were open, sorry I missed you, shut the bleep up, next play mentality. He needs someone who's strong in an organization to follow as a leader. And Baker and him rubbed each other the wrong way. You figured Baker maybe was that guy, but... They clearly don't have a good relationship. Um, I think it's so. I don't know where he goes. He needs someone who can throw the ball deep because he's a deep threat. He needs someone who can uh, be quick with the decisions and hit him on slants. I don't know where he goes. To me, maybe the Patriots because he could fit in that organization, even though it's a young quarterback. Ugh, I don't love that. He's not needed in Tampa. New Orleans, they have a need, but New Orleans doesn't have a quarterback that really. You know, has the gravitas. So I don't know where Odell Beckham Jr. goes. I, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm, I I got to be honest right now. I don't, I don't want Odell Beckham Jr. on my team. So I can give you that from my fan perspective. The money's expensive. I'd rather my team than spend the money on a guy Allen Robinson, who's a great teammate and a, and I think has more left and is a better wide receiver right now. So it, it's an interesting interesting dynamic for Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I get why he wanted out of Cleveland. I, he got out of Cleveland, so he got what he wanted. But I just got to warn him, was the juice, juice worth the squeeze now? Every organization has got is having the conversations right now saying to Odell Beckham Jr.'s agent, how can you assure me that by the third week he's here, maybe he only has one catch for 15 yards and a win, and he doesn't post a video on his on his Twitter, or his dad doesn't, of like, look how many times my son was open. You... you Listen, every decision you make has consequences. They made that decision. Great consequences. He got out. That's what he wanted. There's negative consequences to that as well. You listen on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai as we broadcast live in America's hometown of Hannibal. Stick around. Coming on up, let's talk college football. It's on the mark at News Talk 1070 KHMO. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Hear that? That's the sound of our future as more people get their COVID-19 vaccine. At the American Lung Association, we have science-based public health information you can trust. Make a decision about the COVID-19 vaccination for yourself at Lung.org. It's not every day that today with daytime highs approaching 61. Southwest winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Clear skies and quiet again tonight. Lows level off around 41. Mainly clear skies tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 67. Upper 60s Monday. Cooler Tuesday with highs in the mid-60s and showers. Right now, 41. Welcome on back to On the Market News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Faith? family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark Sencha, you. know the drill. Uh, best decision I made since moving to the Tri-States two and a half years ago was joining the Cunis Honda Hyundai family. Uh, it really 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 is just life changing stuff and they are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic to work for and to work with. Alright. I got to uh, talk college football here and, uh, and I'll keep it fairly brief. I want to say this. I just it's a little bit of a I told you so. I, 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 not The college football playoff rankings came out, right? Georgia, number one, 8-0. Bama, number two, 7-1. Michigan State, 8-0, number three. 7-1, Oregon, number four. Just ahead of 7-1, Ohio State, number five. Now, remember, Oregon beat Ohio State, and beat them pretty handily earlier in the year in Ohio at at the at the Horseshoe. So I think that's what that's all about. I think the committee looks at those two teams and say, "Hey, I think they're fairly close right now, but Oregon won at Ohio State." Now, Ohio State I think is a much better team than they were in week 2 or whatever that loss was. Um they're really rolling right now. And then number 6 Cincinnati 8-0. And then of course the other one is uh, Michigan at 7 at 7-1. and Ahead of 8 uh, no Oklahoma. So everyone's all boohoo about Oklahoma and Cincinnati. I love that the college football playoff committee values who you play and where you play. They are giving Oregon love. Even though Oregon lost at Stanford in overtime, very close loss against a rival. That happens early in the season, and they've had impressive wins since then. This college football playoff committee is giving the love to Oregon for saying you scheduled Ohio state in Ohio at the horseshoe and you won there. You deserve to be that four spot right now because they understand those games are great for college football, the ratings and all of that stuff. And that stuff's even more value now with the sec becoming a super conference. So, I got to just be honest. I I don't need to see Cincinnati in the four spot get blown out by Georgia. I don't need to see it. I don't. I, I frankly, Michigan state will get blown out by Alabama. The two right now. I I mean, Oregon, Ohio state, I think would put up a good fight against Bama and and Georgia right now. I think they both would put up a good fight. Oklahoma would lose. Uh, Cincinnati would lose. Michigan would lose. Um, There's really those four teams to me are the four teams right now in the country that, the two teams that could challenge Bama and Georgia, I think Bama and Georgia—they're a two-point favorite. You know, maybe Georgia would be a two-point favorite, three-point favorite in a neutral field, but they're very close. But Oregon and Ohio State could put up good games against them, so that's why they're—that's why they're in. That's why they're in. Uh, you know, and they will be because Michigan, Ohio State will beat Michigan State. Uh, They don't have the offense to play with Ohio State right now. So I I have no qualms. I actually commend the committee for doing this. I'll say this. There's no big games this weekend, this Saturday, as far as, like, top 10 matchups. But if you're Oregon against Washington, if you're Bama against LSU, and if you're Ohio State against Nebraska and Cincinnati against Tulsa, all of those teams, you're going to want to win by double digits and win impressively. If Bama lose, obviously Bama loses, but if Bama struggles with LSU and it's close, that's a bad look for Bama being a two. If Cincinnati has any trouble at all with three and five Tulsa at home, that's an indictment on them. If Oregon struggles with Washington or Ohio State struggles with Nebraska, that's a bad look for them as they're trying to keep that uh, fight for those three and four spots. All right, when we come back, a uh, quick couple hitters to wrap up the show. You'll listen to On The Mark, News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app. And the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On The Mark on News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, and two of the top 100 dealerships in the United States to work for. Uh, Hyundai, I believe, third year in a row. Kuna second, uh, Honda second year in a row by the Automotive uh, News World magazine. So uh, check them on out, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Follow them online at CunasQuincy.com, Tell them Mark sent you. All right, wrapping up the show, I got about four minutes here. I want to mention really quickly the World Series. Shout out to the Atlanta Braves. Can I just say this? The Atlanta Braves, every fan has a right now to get mad at their team for selling at the trade deadline. The Atlanta Braves were under five hundred, and they had lost Ronald Acuna Jr., one of the best players in baseball, their best player. They were aggressive at the trade deadline. They bring in Jock Peterson. They make a couple of the moves, and look at them now. They get into to the dance, winning less than 90 games, and they win the whole thing. Baseball playoffs are completely different than the regular season. Just get in. Just get in. All right? Every fan base should have a right to be yelling at their general manager for selling off me. I'm, I'm especially mad about this as a Cubs fan. Just get in. That should be the goal every year in the baseball players. Just get in because chaos can happen. You had 205-plus win teams, the Giants and the Dodgers. They're out. Nothing. Super teams. The Atlanta Braves won because the playoffs are different. Just get in. Shout out to the Atlanta Braves. Um, NASCAR championship. They race Sunday in Phoenix. Can I just say this? Kyle Larson's obviously won 10 races this year. Should be the favorite. He, he's had an insane season. But this is what I love about NASCAR. Denny Hamlin, Truex Jr., and Elliott have all won at Phoenix. Hamlin twice, and Truex and Elliott once. H- Truex just won the last race at Phoenix and Hamlin uh, and uh, Elliott won last year. Uh, 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 Larson has never won there. It's going to be fascinating. Can't wait. Have to check that out on Sunday. Can't wait. Gotta watch. It's championship race, Dawson. Championship race. I'll say this. I think Denny Hamlin. I I, I love, I think Denny Hamlin. I'm not a Toyota guy. You know this about me, but Denny Hamlin. I might sprinkle a little money in Denny Hamlin. I'm just saying. He's one of those guys. That he he needs to win a cup because he's a he's a he's a Hall of Famer. And listen, Larson's had a great year, but I'm not I'm not a big Larson guy. Hendrick Motorsports, they're they're you know they're the Patriots of of the uh, of the NASCAR. I, I you know let's get Hamlin. I like to see Hamlin get a win. All right, finally, um, I will say this. I want to quickly mention the last minute of the show, Henry Ruggs. And what happened with the the former now now former Raiders wide receiver in the DUI incident where he uh, killed someone and a dog in Las Vegas, going one hundred and something miles an hour, crashing his Corvette in the back of a car? There is no excuses in 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 today's day and age for drinking and driving. There is just no excuses. And uh, and and Henry Ruggs, I, you know, from a football standpoint, obviously it hurts the Raiders, but from a human standpoint, they should throw the book at him. They should throw the book at him. If you are, if you uh, if you have access to Uber and money for cabs and to have a private driver, Henry Ruggs is wealthy enough to. There should be no excuses. Throw the book at him. Obviously, it's a devastating story. Uh, your thoughts go out to the victim and the family. Uh, I'm, you know, you, you feel horrible for everyone involved. But he made a choice that, in, in today's day and age, no one should ever have to make. You should never make that choice to drink and drive. Uh, he made that choice. And uh, he's going to suffer. I think you should throw the book at him. Suffer the consequences. There should be no leniency when you make a choice in today's day and age to drink and drive. Thank you so much for tuning in to On the Mark. We'll see you next week. Enjoy this weekend of football and sports. Hit me up on Twitter. It's at not Hespen. every day. taking a-